to welcome in former Oklahoma State kicker Luke Phillips joining us on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet, whether you're joining us on radio or podcast. Thanks for being a part of the show. And before we get to Luke, please, guys, take a moment out, leave that rating, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. Just email me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we will get that koozie in the mail for you. All right, Luke, great to have you here. And let's start off with this. You know, you were a kicker for the team during the Les Miles era, early 2000s. Oklahoma State football has changed a lot the past two decades, from Les Miles to Mike Gundy to the T-Boom Pickens money, facilities, everything else. How have you seen Oklahoma State football, the entire program, top to bottom, change over the past two decades? Oh, wow. Uh, yes, no, uh, thank you for having me on. I, I, uh, anything about OSU, um, I was born in December. I came home in an orange stocking. I've been an OSU fan since uh, birth, basically. So <laughs> I go all the way back to, to the 80s and 90s as well. So it's a uh, seeing the program, how it's changed, how the uh, kind of roller coaster up and down, uh, great and late 80s, obviously mid-90s uh, kind of uh, getting out. And then you get somebody like uh, Bob Sim, or you know, Bob Sim comes in, great recruiter. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you get less miles that come in in the early 2000s. Um, obviously, a lot of, uh, you know, three and three and seven, three and eight type seasons that uh, nobody likes to remember. But, uh, you know, less miles came in and, and brought an attitude to Stillwater. Uh, and, and so seeing that attitude change, really kind of a uh, pro style, I'm going to, you know, run the ball first, use play action. You get great guys like Tatum Bell. At running back, Vernon Morenci, uh, you get an off the line like Sam May, uh, Ben Bowie, all those guys across the board. Uh, and then you get guys like Rashawn Woods, who are just athletic and, and uh, still open from 2002, I believe. So, um, you know, you, you get things like that, uh, you get a program start going. Um, obviously, what Miles did um, came in, and it's more of an attitude change more than anything. Um, and so, uh, with Gundy kind of uh, Stillwater and, and OSU's uh, favorite son. Coming back, uh, you know, he, he came in and, and, you know, had to lay down the hammer, lost seven or eight starters uh, returning that first year. But since 2006, I don't think he's missed a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he kept the train rolling. And so that that's kind of unheard of in, in today's world of OSU sports um, and what we've done from a football standpoint. So obviously competing with uh, the, the team down south, down in Norman. And, uh, you know, other than that, we're, you know, just trying to get over that next hump. So he's taking it to a great level. Um, Stillwater as a whole has just changed tremendously. The uh, the, the amount that's spread out, uh, the new, you know, even the restaurants that are there is completely changed and new. So a lot of changes in Stillwater, Oklahoma. It's making it more still a college town and a great place to be able to go. Um, you know, you get people, you mentioned T Boone Pickens, um, you know, and his money and what it's been able to do. The facility, the facility standpoint is, is you know, Next to next to none in, in the entire NCAA. So, um, you know, we're going to need to continue that. We need to find some some more. You got a phenomenal uh, contribution from the Humphreys from Gary and Claudia uh, with the with the new jumbotron um, there, which is is massive. Um, and so, as long as we continue to, to do the right things the right way with the right people, uh, I, you know, I I love the change that have have come to Stillwater. Luke, let me ask you about uh, Les Miles. Obviously, he's got one year in the books up there in uh, Lawrence coaching KU after a great run at Oklahoma State and then, of course, at LSU where he won a national championship. 
I know that, you know, maybe Les is not in his prime at age 66, but certainly it seems like there's a new pizzazz there in Lawrence. What can Les Miles bring to KU football that it really hasn't had in over a decade since Mark Mangino was in charge? Yeah, no, it's, uh, I think what Mark Mangino brought a winning attitude from, from the Sooners and from Norman. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Miles is kind of going to do the same thing there, what it did at OSU. Um, it's going to take you a year or two. You're going to have to have the right players in place. I think what the difference is going to be between uh, KU and what he did at OSU is OSU had a had some players. You know, you had a Tatum Bell. You had a Rashawn Woods. You had a uh, Josh Field coming to the fold. You had uh, a Kevin Williams, a Llewellyn Brown, a Greg Richmond. Uh, you know, you, you had all of these guys um, uh, joining levels. All these guys are NFL talent. Um, and, and so – um, I think Puka Williams, obviously, he, he's got that you know going for him uh, at the running back position. But I think he's going to have to recruit more to be able to get the right guys in there. I don't think that his cupboard is as full as it was when he got to OSU. So, and that's no knock on those guys at KU. I just think that you know, um, from a talent level, I think that's kind of where you're looking. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to come down to recruiting for him. But it's, it's an attitude. Um, you know, Miles has the ability to do it. He's been at a big time program like LSU won a national championship, that, that's a lot. That goes a long way when he's wearing that ring, when he walks into somebody's house and says, hey, look, I've seen it, I've done it, uh, and I'm going to do it here. So mm-hmm. uh, I think it's just his attitude that's going to come back. Luke Phillips joining us, former Oklahoma State kicker here in Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Luke, you got to have a good Les Miles story, Coach Miles story you can share with us or something <laughs> from your time in Stillwater. Is there one that, that really sticks out? Sure. Um, you know, probably my favorite Les Miles story um, is it's actually how I, I, I believe in his mind I won the job. Um, so I come in, um, you know, I've gone through three coaching staff, um, under, recruited under Bob Simmons. Uh, he fires all that staff. He stays one more year, hires another staff. They get all fired, and then in the spring comes in Les Miles and his new coaching staff. And so they didn't know me from, from Adam, but uh, I, I come in there and, and just want to compete. And it was competing against a guy named Chris Calcagni, who's phenomenal. Um, you know, great distance, uh, heights, everything, you know, from a field goal standpoint. And we're sitting there, and, you know, you're going in spring ball, and it's, it's a spring scrimmage that we had. Uh, you know, we're, we're kicking off to the return team, kickoff return team uh, in the spring game. And, you know, I, everyone was just, hey, make sure that you're kicking it in, kicking it to them, everything else. Well, I kicked one through the end zone. Uh, they threw the ball to Willie Young. They still run it. And so it's me and the scout team versus our first team kick return, which is pretty phenomenal at the time. And uh, Willie Young's coming down, and, and you know, uh, I literally kind of veered from him. And, you know, I've always been a big believer. I'm not just a kicker of a specialist. I ran a 4 4 um, And so it was one of those things that I was able to get Willie, push him kind of towards the sideline. Um, he's getting ready to pass me. So I did the only thing I could do is, is just try to uh, tackle him and latch on, uh, grab his face mask, you know, referees there through a little 15-yard penalty. Miles gets up in my face, grabs me by the face, and says, what are you doing? We can't do that. You can't do that. That's another 15 yards. And uh, I just kind of looked at him. I said, Coach, he would have scored if I didn't. He's the only way I can get him down. And he kind of took a second, kind of paused, and patted me on the butt and was like, all right, okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so 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 it, you you uh, won think, the job not through kicking some like sixty yard field goal or anything <laughs> like that, but through ta- a, a, a face mask in a scrimmage. 
I think so. You know, that's I, great. I, and that's where I think it tr- kind of turned his mind of like, okay, this kid, he, he is competitive and, uh, and wants it. And so, you know, over the summer and, uh, in the fall ball into it as a stuff, uh, that's where, you know, obviously was consistent enough to, to win the ball and fortunate enough to go, I think 16 of 18 my first year. So, um, I, I think that's the where, you know, from a less mile story, it's kind of how I, how I won the job, but how his attitude came and, you know, he wants to do things the right way and how he, um, was able to, um, you know, motivate, motivate us, but at the same time he kept it light as well. And so, yeah. Um, he wasn't afraid of it. That's awesome. That is fantastic. Luke Phillips joining us, former Oklahoma State kicker here on the show. Okay, Luke, let's um, let's talk about this team right now. I mean, you have Tylen Wallace coming back after the uh, knee injury, the star wide receiver. You've got Chuba Hubbard coming back. I got to be honest, Luke, I was shocked that Hubbard came back because of simply the running backs. You know, each body has X amount of carries. But this team now, you can make a strong argument that after OU, I mean, they should be the second odds-on favorites to win this conference. How surprised were you by Chuba Hubbard coming back to this team for the 2020 season? Um, you know, I was probably 75-25 that he'd come back, actually. Um, and the reason being is he's only played 15 games. Um, yes, he rushed for over 2,000 yards, which is a phenomenal thing. Um, but I think there's a lot that he has a lot to prove uh, back to the, to the NFL scouts. And I think that's a big thing is uh, with NFL teams. I mean, you look at the NFL right now going to the Super Bowl, um, neither starting running back actually was, uh, was drafted in the draft. Uh, and so you, you get guys that, um, that you can plug and play and become more of a passing lead. Um, I think that that's where him only starting 15 games, I think he still has a lot of carries left. I think he's going to, you know, he has the potential at least to come back and, and really put together another year and show that, you know, this year wasn't a fluke. Um, off the line wise, I think he's going to have a better off the line. I think he's going to have, you know, another year of Spencer Sanders uh, with his, uh, you know, Gundy thinks it's about 10 to 15 games that, you know, for a starting quarterback to really grasp, you know, the, uh, the timing to play and everything that way. Uh, and then you've got Kellen Wallace coming back. I, I think that makes a lot of different things um, a very, very good situation for Chuba to actually come back and to uh, have another phenomenal year that's just going to seem at him as a uh, as a potential number one running back out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. I just I still look at these running backs, and I mean, you've seen how the game has changed. You talked about Les Miles bringing in at you know run first NFL style offense, mm-hmm. and now I mean, if if one running back goes in the first round of the NFL draft, I mean that's that's a lot now, Luke. Which it shows you how the yeah. game has changed. Yes, no, and that's you know, again, I also think that that you know. That, that's the hard part for me is I see it from a player's perspective as well as from the business side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, man, Stillwater's a great place. Um, it's a phenomenal place that a lot of people fall in love with that have never been there. Um, it's just a phenomenal place. Mm-hmm. But, man, that, that for Chuba, even if he goes in the second, third round, gets on a contender, gets on a team that he can make a, you know, he, he can make some money. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where a lot of, a lot of kids, um, you know, any, anybody – can't just say, hey, oh yeah, you know, I'm making three million dollars this year, um, straight out of college. Um, yeah. It just doesn't happen that often. So, um, yeah, there is the potential um, uh, for him uh, to to go do that, and that that's yeah. tough. So yeah. how how he came to the decision between he and his family, um, but you know that for me is man, that's it's a huge get for for Coach Gundy from a recruiting standpoint. 
um, and for, for OSU as a whole. You mentioned there the recruiting, which, you know, I mean, you're an Oklahoma State fan as well as an alum and a player, Luke. So you, you, I'm sure, hear this on talk radio there in Tulsa or Oklahoma City all the time, which is, why can't Gundy, why isn't he recruiting top 15, top 20 classes? How big of a deal is that? I mean, they've had the success. We've seen them have the success. How big of a deal is that, or is that more just overblown fan stuff? Well, the recruiting stars and, and all of that fun stuff, I, I think you've got to, especially in Stillwater, um, I think that it, Stillwater's a great place. Um, I, I think if you can get kids there, then they can, they can see that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the hardest part is, is you're not a blue blood. It's the same thing with basketball. It's difficult for anybody in basketball if you're not a Duke, if you're not a North Carolina. Um, you know, And from a recruiting standpoint in, in football, you know, now you're competing with uh, – you've had Texas, and most majority of kids from, from Oklahoma State are going to be from Texas. Um, it's weird to see now that how he's spread out. Now he's got kids from Utah and California and Arizona and uh, New Mexico and, and Kansas and Missouri, and he's really digging in a lot of different places. He's had a good pipeline in, uh, in, into Georgia from, uh, from some different running backs. Um, Louisiana has become the hotbed. But now that – A&M is, is gone over to the SEC. You still have Texas, who, you know, the greatest grossing, uh, you know, college um, athletic budget and everything else. You still have that team down south in, in Norman that, you know, from a blue blood standpoint, these are the type of things that you're competing against. And, and so there's only X amount of five stars. There's only X amount of quote-unquote four stars. I think Gunny and his staff has, have always done a very good job of going and finding those three stars, two stars type guys. Um, you know, you get the uh, Jefferson kid from um, who won the Blitnikoff this year, I think, for uh, LSU, uh, two-star recruit. Um, mm-hmm. I think they've done a very good job of finding a fit of the people they need for their offense, for their defense, um, and, and I think he's done an extremely job. Mm-hmm. Now, with that said, do I think kind of like Coach Boyton's done on the basketball side, should he still be going after those five stars? Yes, 100%. Um, but I think he also has to be realistic and say, what are our shots? How much we only, and OSU doesn't have a very big budget uh, when it comes to recruiting. Um, and so I think when they look at it, I think they've got to, he's kind of taking it and compartmentalized. Hey, I need to go here, here, and here and get these guys and really make them our number ones and our number two focus versus trying to go after a five star who. You know, he has a less percent chance to, to get against an Alabama, against an LSU, Texas, or an A&M down there, kind of in the Houston area um, from that standpoint. So, mm-hmm. Luke Phillips joining us, former Oklahoma State kicker. Uh, Luke, you know, I, I've heard you reference, of course, the team down south. So I'm curious to ask you, you know, you were in the Big 12 when it was, of course, the Big 12 with Colorado, Nebraska, A&M. Uh, when you look at the team that you enjoyed facing and potentially playing against and trying to beat the most outside of OU, because we know that's the obvious answer, which yeah. team comes to mind for you? Oh, on a consistent basis, um, Texas is the one that got away. Uh, Texas is the team that we never beat. Um, had, had our opportunities multiple times and, and never got never got them. Ah. Uh, so, but beating Nebraska as a blue blood, uh, mm-hmm. we beat them for the first time in 41 years back in 2002, um, 24-21. That was a phenomenal uh, game that we look forward to. Now, obviously, we didn't play them all the time. Yeah. Um, and A&M is very similar to who we were um, as a college, I would think. 
Um, and, and so I think, you know, they've got Texas. We had OU um, uh, ag schools. Um, that's where I think probably, you know, man, it was fun to play against them all, but I would probably say the time that we get to play A&M, the time that we got to play against Nebraska, um, obviously not in, in the conference anymore, uh, were the two most fun, hey, we got to go out and win this Um uh, a lot of Texas kids on the team. I think a lot of kids circled the Texas game. But I would probably say Texas would be the one. Um, you always want to knock off the big dogs, especially when you're the, uh, the underdogs and backs against the wall. So yeah. I'd probably Texas and then uh, Texas, and I would say as one, and then I'd say probably 2A and 2B would be A&M and Nebraska. Very cool. Very good deal. Well, he is uh, Luke Phillips, former Oklahoma State kicker, joining us here on the show. Great to have him on for a few minutes. And, Luke, thanks so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Uh, continued success on your end, and would love to do it again down the road. Definitely, and any time. And, and this is, you know, I, I get to, you know, I get to text with Sam Mays, and, uh, who's obviously on the franchise. And, yep, and he's uh, been on the show, know. too. He's a good guy. Yep, yep. And so I, I know Sam, and, and knowing a lot of those guys, uh, being a Tulsa, you know, born and raised guy, I've, I've known a lot of the sports media here. So um, I love, uh, love still getting to text them, kind of see the backside of things. Um, and, and uh, you know, high school sports magazines with Bipe and also Chadwick, who, who uh, played at CU and been one of my best friends since we were four years old. So, um, you know, I still get uh, get to get involved with it, see the other aspects of it, and, and love it. Appreciate what you guys are doing, and uh, you know, look forward to uh, you know the future with you guys as well. Absolutely. Well, you can find him on Twitter at Luke Phillips twenty seventy is there as well. Luke, thanks so much for the time. Really appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Luke Phillips on the show here. Great to have him on. Once again, guys, take a moment out. Leave that rating, review, subscribe. iTunes, Stitch, or Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. And also, if you do that rating and review, send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we'll get that koozie, that Heartland College Sports koozie, in the mail for you. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you soon.